0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air, online showcase for the best in independent, documentary, and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Chronicling the extraordinary rise of one of the most colorful and controversial religious movements in American history, Hail Satan! mark is an inspiring and entertaining new feature documentary from acclaimed director Penny Lane, whose previous films include Nuts and R. Nixon. When media-savvy members of the Satanic Temple organize a series of public actions designed to advocate for religious freedom and challenge corrupt authority, they prove that with little more than a clever idea, a mis- mischievous sense of humor, and a few rebellious friends, you can speak truth to power in truly Profound ways, and that is the uh, backstory behind this terrific documentary called *Hail Satan*. And we're joined today by the director, producer of the film, that would be Penny Lane, as well as one of the, well, the head of the Satanic Temple, and that would be uh, Lucian Greaves uh, Lucian and and Penny, welcome to Film School.
1: Hello.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: Oh, you're so welcome, and I it thoroughly enjoyed the film. I can't even begin to tell you uh, how. Again, I said it in the intro how clever this is, and how how much of a a point you're making with this film, how important it is. But I will start with you, Penny, and that is uh, what was your sort of introduction into. <laughs> Into the world of Satan, but also, <laughs> six, seven, and and also just sort of how did this idea evolve over time?
1: Um, well, first of all, like any credit to like the um, any credit to the sort of importance and you know sort of brilliance of this topic really goes to the Satanic Temple. I just kind of came along and like documented some things along the way. I heard about the Satanic Temple just through the news, like everyone else. I didn't have any, like, inside or privileged access or information about them. And what I saw was, you know, something really, really interesting, complicated, important, you know, inspiring and kind of mind-boggling that and I saw kind of an opportunity there for a feature film because... You know, there's lots and lots of news coverage about the Sigmatic Temple, um, but all those kind of news hits, you know, sort of are very surface level for, you know, obvious reasons. And I knew that there was a lot more to the story that would never be covered in the press in any adequate way. And so I reached out to Lucian and to other members of the Temple about whether they would let us do this film.
0: That's interesting. I, I, I do want to dive back into that idea because you throughout the film we see sort of the local media and how yeah. they handle it and I, it just speaks to there's a lot of issues and sort of uh prejudices that it that it's that that tie into that coverage or assumptions I maybe that's a better way to put it but before we do that yeah, yeah but before we do that pity. i just want to introduce uh to the Lucian uh Grieves. he is the founder of the uh satanic temple and I'm just, I mean, give us a little bit of background about yourself and, and, and your, um, how, when you were approached by Penny, what was your sense of whether or not you were going to participate in the film or not?
2: Yeah, our inclination was to not uh, participate in a, in a documentary film being made, and we had had a lot of people approach us uh, with an interest in doing uh, documentary projects either for uh, cable networks or, or even television um, some of them were as insulting as some really kind of bizarre uh, reality series type pitches, and, and we really had no interest in that. But we, if we were going to do a project with this, we we definitely wanted to work on something that was going to do justice to the issues that are important to us. Uh, and we're we're not really interested in attention for its own sake or, or self-aggrandizement. Nobody wanted a documentary that was going to turn into. Uh, little biographical vignettes of anybody in the satanic temple and certainly not one that was going to make uh, uh, a, a specific person the, the central character for for the satanic temple as the embodiment of the satanic temple itself and uh penny seemed to understand all these things in a way that none of the other filmmakers who approached us did and uh as time went on i, I think she uh she held on to this idea of doing a documentary with us for uh, some while before we actually uh, agreed to go forward with it
0: Des- describe for our audience uh, a little bit about sort of the the organization if you, the, the sort of the the way in which you have put together or at least uh, m- created an opportunity for people to come together uh, over issues that are important not only for religious freedom but also sort of the politics of of the that how we go about approaching achieving some of the ends that that you talk about in the film, tell us a little bit about the the sort of the little bit of the history of the uh satanic uh temple
2: well, I think a lot of people have who come to us have an intuitive grasp of why the 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 metaphor the literary construct of of satan is is meaningful in the current culture war that we're embroiled in and i think a a lot of people understand intuitively non-theistic religion which is what we are we don't venerate a personal deity of satan we we view satan as a metaphorical literary character that is uh this icon of rebellion against tyranny, and certainly against the theocracy. And in that context, it makes a little more sense when you uh, think that philosophically we are, are against putting forward any kind of supernatural assumptions, because we are all about the pursuit of knowledge and, and mm-hmm. basing our decisions on the best kind of scientific evidence. and. From the very beginning, the outset of founding the Satanic Temple, we knew that people self-identified as Satanists Mm -hmm. and they had this kind of point of view, this kind of uh, framework for the world. And and we we felt up front that this was going to resonate for a segment of the population. We weren't sure exactly how big that population would be or how fast uh, the word would get out to them that we were doing what we were doing and how quickly they'd identify with it. Everything moved, I think, a, a lot faster than any of us anticipated, and it's still growing exponentially by the day in ways that we just kind of scramble to keep up with.
0: Well, also the last thing about it, the, the organization itself, it seems to be a very... Decentralized sort of approach to uh, the different chapters around the country. I, I, I in the film we see a little bit of the sort of the business of the Satanic Temple and sort of terms terms of governing or not, I don't even know if governing is the right word. But uh, how would you describe that sort of decentralized way of doing uh, what you do with the with the organization?
2: I would describe it as governing, and uh, we you know we we try to stay with the, our kind of core. Uh, the core ideals of anti-authoritarian uh, perspective that uh, but just the same, we have to we have to make sure that we're not brought to our ruination by any anybody's uh, individual activity within the temple, too. So we have to have certain uh, certain kind of policies and restrictions in place. So there's always that balance. and and as I've described it many times before, I feel it's kind of a microcosm of the American experiment. You have that uh, conflict all the time that's never resolved. It's always an ongoing dialogue between states' rights and autonomy versus, uh, versus federalism. And uh, we kind of try to strike that balance and always have those debates within the Satanic Temple, uh, chapter autonomy versus the, the needs of the overall organization and other chapters to not be... Uh, to not feel that they've been uh, cheapened or diminished by the, the uh, activities of another chapter, and into what limits should we rein in chapter activity? Into what uh, to what degree should we give them carte blanche? And I, I don't think that's a, that's something you ever quite uh, resolve. Those are always issues taken on a case by case basis, but you know the principles remain the same. Yeah.
0: Well, Penny, I want to congratulate you first of all on the tone of the film. This would have been, i would assume that this was an important part of what you were trying to achieve, and I think even the title is sort of a uh, an homage to that idea of striking the right balance. But what were you? What was your approach and, and and your perspective on what you were doing with the with this documentary, *Hail Satan*? Well,
1: I would start by saying, like, um, that you know, when I make a film, this sort of Obviously, the the subject matter really dictates the form and and the tone of the film. And certainly, what we were trying to accomplish with the form and the tone and the style of the film was, you know, all kind of um, to sort of accurately and adequately represent the Satanic Temple. Um, You know, the Satanic Temple is like an organization full of incredibly kind of book smart people who, you know, also really like to have a good time and make a good joke and then also have, like, these really deeply held beliefs that they're very passionate about. And so, obviously, any film we made, we would really want to, like, represent that, that range of things. And also, like, that's not a problem for me because you could be describing me in that sentence as well. Like, I like to make films that are very fun, very entertaining, very accessible somewhat shocking, provoking, and and then also at the end of the day that asks people to you know question their own beliefs and and, um, the the sort of evidence for those beliefs and whether they need to reevaluate their beliefs. And so we certainly all had like lots of things in common at the beginning of this film. Um, And I just wanted to say one thing about um, you asked me earlier kind of like what I learned along the way or what changed from beginning to end. Like we started out knowing that we would be documenting the origin story of this movement, um, you know, kind of from idea into reality, or if you prefer, kind of like from a joke into something quite serious. And, you know, always knowing from the beginning that 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 would be sort of the thematic structure of the film. And what I didn't expect in my process was how inspiring and how, Ultimately, quite moving, the story would be, and I think audiences are equally surprised by that. Um, People are not walking into a film called Hail Satan, expecting to walk out with a huge smile on their face and a renewed sense of kind of inspiration to make the change in the world they want to see. But that's that's what happens. And so that was a bit of a surprise, even to me. That wasn't like in the original pitch, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely right about it. This is—that's a word I don't think you would have used uh, to describe the project going and in, inspiring uh, in this. And and this is. The yeah, th- yeah, I would have said
1: like I, I would have said like thought like provoking and you know surprising. Yeah. Those were things we expected, and also funny and entertaining, but. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, we weren't, we weren't. We were. We found ourselves almost slightly surprised to realize that the story we were building had this kind of obviously uplifting ending.
0: Yeah, and I, and I want to again. You you referred to some of your other films like *Our Nixon* and, and *Nuts*, and and because mm-hmm. because you are a very keen eye for taking something that we think we know, and then taking it and and putting it in a in and framing it in a way that. That would cause a thinking person to reevaluate, or at least reconsider. At very at very best, I mean, at yeah. very worst. But at best, to com- see mm-hmm. things completely differently than we did uh, before mm-hmm. we saw your work. And I just love that about what you've been able to do with your with your um, with your career so far. Now let's let's go back to the coverage. Okay, and, I mean this is important because for yeah. most of the world, most of America, they don't turn on uh, MSNBC or Fox News. Although I mean they, a lot of them do, but most people are turning on their local five o'clock, ten o'clock news hour to to get what's going on. Yeah. And and I want to kind of dive into the that coverage that you are getting because it's either snarky, smirky or it's dismissive, mm-hmm. and, and that's usually what you get in, in a story like this. But even then, you could see reporters were kind of vexed by how to approach this because it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. To, I would just like to a little bit but, of a discussion about the coverage, uh, local coverage, because it's important. That's how people get their information, right? Yeah, yeah. I think
1: like one thing I would say about that is that, first of all, from the very beginning, you know, the Satanic Temple has been very savvy about, you know, thinking up kind of media-oriented actions, you know, political activist actions and local community service actions that they know will gain coverage in news. Like, you know, the Satanic Temple is like catnip to news organizations. They, like, can't resist. Um, you know, but as you said, like, especially when you're talking about, you know, your average kind of, like, two- to five-minute news hit, The coverage is quite, um, you know, it's quite, you know, you don't want to, like, set it up as, like, criticism of the news. Like, they can do what they can do in, like, a couple minutes, you know. Um, But at the end of the day, it's it's very surface level. It never really explains that these are people who have, like, deeply held religious beliefs because, you know, it's it's just more fun to show them with their pitchforks picking up litter and then make (laughs) a joke and call it a day. Right. So, you know, but the thing thing that's really astonishing, really, uh, is that even with that being the kind of tenor of the average news clip, even then, people hear about the Satanic Temple and aren't quite intrigued and, you know, implicitly understand the value of what they're doing and often want to get involved or support their local chapter. And that's just a testament to how powerful their ideas really are. Even when 99% of the news coverage is, you know, either mocking or kind of um, actually hateful, it it still serves this this function of bringing people to the ideas and bringing people to the temple, which I think is, like, really pretty amazing. It,
0: It is. It is. And Lucia, I want to go back to you, uh, and and uh, because a couple of things, it seems in the film that the that the membership and the profile obviously have are growing and growing for the Satanic uh, Temple, and also the other thing about this that I I appreciate what uh, Penny was saying about the savvy, the media savvy that you have deployed uh, in in you making the point about freedom of religion, and that is you seem to be able to get in there inside their heads. Of the sort of the the people, the Christian fundamentalist uh, reactionaries, and and I really do, is that a fair statement? I, it feels like you do. You get in their heads. Is that? Uh,
2: I I mean, not not to be uh, to be overly dismissive, but these are simple heads sometimes, <laughs> well, and okay. uh, especially when I'm on. Fox news and I'm speaking to somebody like Tucker Carlson I could immediately see where his cognitive dissonance was um, there's a real problem right now where people aren't thinking through these kinds of principled stands they claim to be taking right. they claim that they're standing up for religious liberty and they're not thinking beyond their own religious expression they're not thinking of the full ramifications of opening up public grounds for religious expression and then they're forced to confront what they hadn't thought about when Satanists come in, and then they have to reevaluate what they mean by religious liberty. Um, obviously, religious liberty uh, does, not, does not mean exclusive rights for one religious voice in the public square. Um, you do have certain theocrats trying to redefine it that way, that religious liberty means their rights to expression on the public ground. But that's a much harder sell for them to make. Uh, it, it requires uh, quite a bit of uh, massaging of facts to, to kind of bring people to that kind of understanding of, of uh, our constitutional basis in law. So when you kind of keep it on topic like that, and that was similarly goes back to uh, why we wanted to work with, with Penny, you know, making sure that when we do engage with media, that we have a real point in in the message we're trying to get across, that we stay on message and that uh, we really hammer on the issues that are important to us. And I think we've done a really good job doing that. And people sometimes at the surface just see that we're getting attention and assume that it's for attention's own sake that we do what we do. But I don't think we would have gotten very far if there weren't something more to that message and there weren't uh, issues that really meant something to us. Yeah. and we don't eschew humor of course and we like to have a good time doing what we're doing um, but it was particularly a, a good pairing for us to work with penny because she was one of the few who wasn't disappointed that this isn't all a joke to us right or that it's uh or or that it's not just one thing and not the other uh, she could grasp that nuance and I think she properly portrayed that in the film in such a way that viewers now understand that better, too.
1: I want to say something about that, I really appreciate Lucian bringing this up. Like, early on, you know, even before approaching the Satanic Temple about making a film and getting access and all that kind of stuff, like, it was very clear to me that the temptation of the Satanic Temple is to ask these sort of series of questions in a dualistic way, like, is it a joke or are you serious? Are they trolling or are they really faithless? And, you know, and all these questions just collide like absolute ignorance on the part of the question after because the answer was almost always like, yes, both are true. Like, it's, it's possible to have fun and also mean what you say. It's possible to have an uh, authentic religious belief system that incorporates into it a kind of trolling Jokester, prankster, fans. Like, so that to me was exciting. Like, if they had just been all fucking kidding, I probably wouldn't have been particularly interested in pursuing, you know, a 90 minute film because how many times can you make that joke where the 15 minute temple does what they do and then a bunch of simple minded, psychotic Christians? Cry. Like, it's just not, <laughs> no. like, it's a good joke, but you can't just do that over no. and over again for 90 minutes, no. you
0: know? No, you can't. Well, it's a terrific film. And I
1: think, and I think that, well, I just wanted to say also, like, that—that yeah. that is also, like, the success of the Satana Temple. Like, people come for the joke, and they stay for the universe of deeper meaning yeah. and possibility. And that's kind of what the, I think that's what the film. Really mirrors.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to ask real quick before we go, Luchin, does uh, are you still getting the kind of um, membership following that you that it seems like the it really things really took off during the course of making this film, and are you continuing to pursue the goals of the Satanic Temple in other states be, beyond what we saw in the film?
2: Oh yeah, and that's an important an important point that that Penny and I kind of been driving home in a lot of the interviews we've been doing is that none of these are regional issues that you see uh, in the film, even though you're seeing this kind of battle being fought uh, for the monument on, on the Arkansas Capitol grounds in Little Rock. They have the Ten Commandments there, and then we're asking because of that to put up our Satanic monument. That has repercussions for the whole entire rest of the United States. And it's not just a little aesthetic war, it's not a little advertising war. We know that when they put up a ten commandments monument they think that it gives them exclusive license and privilege to put more kind of moral legislation in place in the name of their uh, of their kind of religious tribalism and we see that happening more and more and we think these battles these uh these monument battles even even though they might seem strictly symbolic to a lot of people and strictly local uh, they go much further beyond that, and they have, uh, like I said, they have repercussions for us all, and and we're going to uh, continue to fight this battle until we can fight it no more, or until we've won.
0: Great. Well, I got to let you go. You, go, I, I appreciate all the time, uh, and I. The, again, the film is called Hail Satan, question mark. Hail Satan, you can find out hailsatanfilm.com. You can find out more about it. It's being distributed through Magnolia. It's coming out here in Los Angeles on April 19th. Fantastic film, Penny. can Continue the remarkable run of, of work that you've been on and continue to do. I, I really appreciate so much what you've, you've been able to do and, and uh, with this film and others. And Lucian, continue your your good work through the Satanic Temple. I never thought that sentence would ever come out of my mouth, but that's a but truly, uh, truly continue your good work. And uh, my hats off to both of you for what you're what you've done here with this film and with what you're doing. Thank you so much. And that was uh, the film was or the film is Hail Satan. We've been talking with the director, producer, and that would be Penny Lane, as well as the subject of the film, and that would be Lucian Greaves. Thank you so much for both to both of you.